the fifth mansion chapter four of the interior castle this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by anne boulet the interior castle or the mansions by saint teresa of avila translated by the reverend john dalton the fifth mansion chapter four the saint continues the same subject and enters into some further explanations of prayer etc you seem to me to be desirous of knowing what has become of this little dove and where she rests since i told you that she does not rest in spiritual delights nor in worldly pleasures but flies higher but i cannot satisfy your desires till i come to the last mansion god grant i may remember what i have to say and have leisure to write it for it is now five months since i began this book and as the pains in my head will not allow me to review what i have written things will probably be repeated twice over but this is of little consequence as what i say is intended for my sisters i am particularly anxious to declare my opinion respecting this prayer of union and according to my poor understanding i will make use of a comparison and shall afterwards speak more at length of this butterfly which never lies still although it continually fructifies and benefits both itself and other souls because it finds no true rest in itself now you have often heard how god is spiritually espoused to souls blessed be his mercy who vouchsafes to humble himself so low though this may seem a gross comparison yet i can find none more proper to express my meaning than the sacrament of matrimony though the subject must be treated in a different manner for being altogether spiritual it differs much from the other which is only corporeal because here everything is love united with love and its operations are exceedingly pure and so sweet and so delicate that they cannot be described but our lord knows how to make us feel them it seems that this union has not yet arrived at a spiritual espousals but as in this world when two persons are thinking of marrying the first consideration is whether they are suitable and whether they like each other and see one another so here also if consent has already been given and the soul be fully informed what advantage she will gain thereby and if she be resolved to do the will of her spouse in everything then his majesty is willing to take her well knowing if the soul be so resolved he also shows her this favor of allowing her to be better acquainted with him and that they may as the saying is come to have an interview with each other and thus he unites her with himself we may say that just so is it here for all is over in a very short time here there is no giving or taking it is only necessary that the soul be made to see in a secret manner who is this spouse whom she is to take for she cannot by any method understand in a thousand years by means of her senses and faculties what she is able to learn here in a very short time but as he is so loving a spouse he leaves her by giving her this one sight of him more worthy of being afterwards united with him because the soul becomes so enamored with him that she does everything on her part not to break off this divine espousals but if this soul should grow negligent and set her affection on something else besides him then she will lose everything and her loss will be as great as are the favors which our lord continues to bestow upon her and greater far than words can express 
Hence, then, Christian souls, I speak to those whom our Lord has conducted so far. I beseech you, for his sake, do not become careless, but avoid all occasions of sin. For when the soul is in this state, she is not so strong as to be able to expose herself to them so much as she will be afterwards, when the marriage is concluded. This is the next mansion. There was no further intercourse than seeing each other. And then the devil becomes extremely busy in attacking her, and trying to prevent these nuptials, for afterwards, when he sees that she has already wholly given herself up to her spouse, he dares not become so bold, because he is afraid, having learnt by experience that if he should attack her at any time, he frequently suffers great loss, and she gains a great deal. I tell you, daughters, I have known persons very far advanced, and who have arrived at this state, but these the devil afterwards recovered by his wonderful subtlety and stratagems. For this purpose hell combines together, because, as I have said, the devil loses not one, but many souls. He has now acquired great experience in this particular. For if we consider the multitude of souls, which by means of only one individual God attracts to himself, we shall find matter of praise and thank him exceedingly. How many thousands did the martyrs convert? How many has one virgin, as St. Ursula, conducted to heaven? Again, how many souls has the devil lost by means of St. Dominic, St. Francis, and other founders of religious orders? All these, as we read in their lives, received the like favors from God. And what was this but that they endeavored not to lose by their own fault so divine an espousals? Oh, my daughters, our Lord is as ready now as he was then to bestow favors upon us, and even more, if I may say so, as if he required our being willing to accept them, because he finds so few in these days who have such regard for his honor as they had then. We are too great lovers of ourselves, and we make use of too much human prudence, to part with a little of our rights. Oh, how dreadful a delusion is this! May our Lord grant us light not to fall into such darkness, through his great mercy. You may ask here, or call in question two things. First, if the soul be so intimately united with the will of God, as I have already mentioned, how can she be deceived, since she never desires to do her own will in anything? Secondly, by what ways can the devil enter your soul with such danger as to ruin it, since you have separated yourselves from the world, frequent the sacraments, and, if I may be allowed the expression, keep company with angels? Through the goodness of our Lord, all of you have no other object but that of serving Him in everything. It is no great wonder for those who are immersed in worldly things to be exposed to dangers. I acknowledge you have great reason for what you say, for God has been very merciful to us. But when I consider how Judas was among the apostles, living continually with God Himself, and listening to His words, I see there is no security whatever. To the first question I answer, that if this soul were always united to the will of God, it is clear she could never perish. But the devil comes with deep artifices, and under the appearance of good, unhinges her by making her notice some small things relating to herself, and turning her attention to certain other matters which he makes her believe are not bad. And thus, by little and little, he begins to darken the understanding, and cool the will, 
and breeds self-love in her till by one thing or another he withdraws her from god's will and unites her to his own from this truth an answer may be given to the second question for no enclosure is so strict into which the devil cannot enter no desert is so remote whither he cannot travel another thing i will mention and perhaps our lord permits it in order to see how this soul will conduct herself which he intends making use of to enlighten others the diligence which seems to me to be the most secure after having continually begged our lord in prayer to help us with his hand and having frequently considered that if he should leave us we shall soon fall into an abyss which is the truth and never putting any trust in ourselves which would be madness the diligence i repeat which seems to be the most secure is being very cautious and careful to observe how we advance in virtues whether we grow better or worse especially in loving one another and desiring to be esteemed the lowest even in ordinary things for if we consider well and beg light from our lord we shall immediately discover our gain or our loss you must not imagine that a soul which god has thus brought so far will be so soon forsaken by him and that the devil will not find work enough to do no his majesty so deeply feels lest she should be lost that in many ways he gives her a thousand internal warnings in order that the evil may not be hidden from her to conclude this discourse let us always endeavor to go forward and to fear exceedingly if we do not for without doubt the devil wishes to entrap us since it is not possible for a soul which has arrived so far should cease to go on increasing because love is never idle and therefore not to advance is a very bad sign because a soul which has resolved to become the spouse of god himself and has already conversed familiarly with his majesty and has arrived at the point mentioned before must not allow herself to sleep in order that you may see what our lord does for those souls whom he has already chosen for his spouses let us commence speaking on the sixth mansion and you will see how little all that is which we can suffer or do towards disposing ourselves for such great favors it may be our lord has appointed that i should be commanded to write this work in order that casting our eyes on the reward and considering how infinite his mercy is since he is desirous of communicating himself to such worms as we are we may forget the insignificant pleasures of this life and fixing our eyes upon his immensity we may run after him all on fire with love may he enable me to explain something relating to such difficult subjects for unless his majesty guide my pen i know very well it will be impossible if what i shall say should not tend to your benefit i beseech our lord not to allow me to say anything since his majesty knows that as far as i know myself i have no other object than that his name may be praised let us strive to serve a lord who rewards us so abundantly in this life and hence we may form some idea of what he will give us in heaven where the tedious labors and dangers which trouble us in this life shall not disturb us although were there not here some danger of losing and offending him it would rather be a pleasure for these troubles to last till the end of the world because we should be suffering for so good a god who is our lord and spouse may his majesty grant that we may deserve to do him some service without so many imperfections into which we are always falling even in our good works amen end of the fifth mansion chapter four